I've talked about religion and spirituality several times before on this podcast, and that's largely because I think that it is a very interesting topic to discuss, both in a general sense and also as somebody who was once a devoted Christian who now identifies as an agnostic atheist, agnostic in the sense that I do not claim to know there is no god, I just don't believe that there is. And this brings up an interesting point that people like to make, specifically in one-on-one interactions, they'll say, well, what led you to believe before? And my answer, in all honesty, is that I have an itch on my nose. My answer, in all honesty, is nothing. Nothing led me to believe. I was raised in a highly religious family, a Baptist family to be more specific, and I was raised, or I guess conditioned, to believe that it was right. And I was also raised to never doubt or question it, to just go along, you know, be a good Christian, follow the commands of the Bible like she in a herd. I'm sure you've heard people say that before. But my deconversion did not occur overnight. I started losing my faith around my sophomore year of high school when I took my biology class. I graduated in 2018 for reference. Obviously, you can do the math and figure out when my sophomore year was, but I didn't actually leave the church until February of 2020. And even then, it took months. I'm talking 10, 11, 12, 11 months of doing research, reading my Bible, heavily. I'm talking like line by line, word by word, deep diving the fuck into that shit, like actually writing notes about it. I have a notebook with notes that are color-coded. I dove that deep into it before I came to the conclusion that, yeah, as it would turn out, I don't have a valid reason to keep believing this shit. And that brings up a very interesting point, I think. One that's probably going to become the theme of this particular episode, because many, I'd argue most Christians, point to the Bible as the inspirational and entirely moral word of God. And I, as an atheist, obviously do not believe that it was written by God, nor do I believe that God even had anything to do with it. I believe many of the stories in the Bible are actually fairly immoral, if anything, and are certainly far from being inspirational. Now, yes, there are inspirational quotes in the Bible. Take the log out of your eye before you take the speck out of someone else's. Love thy neighbor. You can find inspiration in any single thing that was ever written in period. You could probably find inspirational quotes in Mein Kampf, and that was written by Adolf Hitler, but you could probably find inspirational quotes in that book. I'm sure of it. I'm sure somewhere in that book you could find them. But let's take Adam and Eve, for instance, okay? God, according to the story, made Adam and Eve without the knowledge of good or evil, and then he punished them for eating a fruit off a tree. Like, yes, God did, according to the story, tell them not to eat the fruit. He also did not give them the ability to understand what that means. He gave them no knowledge of right and wrong or good and evil. But not only that, God takes it a step further and basically does that thing that some teachers do when one kid fucks up in the class and they punish every single other kid or individual for the actions of that one person. God said, you two ate a fruit when I said not to. So therefore, all other living people from now until the literal end of time are forever doomed to suffer eternal torment. But I will make you a deal. I will come down to earth in the form of a human being named Jesus, and I will sacrifice myself to myself that way, and hear me out, because this this is quite genius, let me tell you, I can create a loophole for a system that I designed in the first place. Doesn't that sound great? I think the story of Noah's flood is another excellent example. Christians often like to talk about how perfect God is, but when I read the Bible, what I see is anything less than perfect. I just don't see this perfect God everyone keeps talking about, and I, yes, obviously, if you're a Christian and you're walking, 
walking this. If you're a Christian and you're watching this or listening to this, obviously you have a predispositioned bias to believe that God is perfect. And I, I'm not saying that as an attack. I was a dedicated Christian myself. I know this because I was a dedicated Christian. You have a bias to believe that he's perfect. I'm an atheist. I don't even believe he exists. So how can I believe he's perfect if I don't even believe he exists? If you go off the story of Noah's flood, he literally fucks up so bad that he has to send a flood to drown all living creatures except for the ones preserved by Noah so he can start all over again from a clean slate. Like, he couldn't even stop a murder from happening when there were four people on the planet. Although in my notes, I wrote plant. And I do know the argument, God gave us free will. Well, here's the thing. I think that's a bunch of BS. I think that's a cop-out. And you know why? Uh, because when it comes to Christianity, you're only given two options. God says, worship me or suffer for all eternity. That's not free will. That's not loving freely. You could say that those people chose to love God, but I think anybody would choose to love God over suffering until the end of time. That doesn't make the love genuine. It's a love that stems from a fear of going to hell, a fear of eternal torment. Look, I'm sorry if this offends anybody, but that is not the sign of a loving God to me. And I know people are probably going to say, nobody says God is a loving God. Yeah, actually they do. People say that all the time. Yes, they actually do. That is not the sign of a God that actually cares about his or her or its creation. If anything, that's the sign of an egotistical, possibly even narcissistic God. A God who likes to stroke his own ego. A God who likes to have thousands and millions and billions of people constantly telling him how good he is, how great he is. And I've had people say to me, well, don't you worry about offending God? No, I don't. And the reason I don't is because I don't believe there is a God to offend. I hope that makes sense. I don't worry about offending God because I don't believe he, she, it, whatever exists in an offendable form. I certainly believe that God exists as a concept, but not as a real viable being. But another thing, that pushes me away from Christianity is the Bible and its condonement of slavery. I think slavery is absolutely immoral. Not to mention I'm also gay and the Bible is very homophobic and very against gay people. So there's that too. But I think slavery is absolutely immoral. It was never okay. It will never be okay. But it's in there. Exodus 21. But I'm going to do you one better. I'm not just going to tell you that it's in there. I'm going to read it to you and put it up on the screen so you can follow along with me. If you buy a Hebrew servant, he is to serve you for six years, but in the seventh year he shall go free, without paying anything. If he comes alone, he is to go free alone. But if he has a wife when he comes, she is to go with him. If his master gives him a wife and she bears him sons or daughters, the woman and her children shall belong to her master, and only the man shall go free. But if the servant declares, I love my master and my wife and children, and do not want to go free, then his master must take him before the judges. He shall take him to the door or the doorpost and pierce his ear with an owl. Then he will be servant for life. If a man sells his daughter as a servant, she is not to go free as manservants do. If she does not please the master who has selected her for himself, he must let her be redeemed. He has no right to sell her to foreigners because he has broken faith with her. If he selects her for a son, he must grant her the woman. Oh, whoops. If he selects her for a son, he must grant her the rights of a daughter. If he marries another woman, he must not deprave the first one of her food, clothing, and marital rights. If he does not prove her with these, provide her, fuck me, with these three things, she is to go free without any payment of money. 
I think that's enough for you to get the point. I'm sorry if, actually, I'm not sorry when I say this. If you're a Christian and you support the Bible's idea or any idea of slavery, and you think it is ever okay to own another living being, a, 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 another living human being as property, I have a cat, so I, any being, like, well, I don't like to say I own my cat. She's a part of my family, but you get the point. If you think it is ever okay to own another living human being as property, I don't give two hoots and a holler if I offend you. I just despise people like you who think it is okay to own another human being. Don't ever come and tell me that any definition or phrasing of slavery is okay. It is all wrong. No matter the context, no matter the phrasing, it is wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And I know, because I know how this works, I know there's gonna be people in the comments trying to defend it, like, oh, during the time period and stuff. No, it, it was never okay. Even back then, they knew it was wrong. It is never okay. It never has been. There has never been a time in history where it has been okay to own another human being as property. But, anywho, I'm going to wrap this up here. I really hope you enjoyed. If you did, leave a like. Dislike it if you didn't. If you disagree with me, that's fine. People are entitled to their own opinions. Just be civil about it if you post a comment, please. If you're a Christian, don't take it as a personal attack. But like, how can you defend something like that? If you got anything of value out of this and you've made it this far, please consider hitting the subscribe button. It's free, it takes less than a second, and it is an excellent way of showing me your support. Obviously, if you're on some other platform than YouTube, you can't do that. Well, there might be a, surpri a surprise <laughs> subscribe button, depending on what platform you're on. Uh, but I really hope you enjoyed it, got something of value out of it. Maybe you agreed with what I said, because I know there is a decently large atheist community on YouTube. You know, channels like Mr. Atheist, The Amazing Atheist, Telltale, Surus. So I definitely know the atheist community is here on YouTube. So maybe you're watching this and you agree with what I'm saying. But thank you so much regardless. And until next time, take care.